Thanks to Hunter Biden, there is no way out for his dad. Even if Joe Biden is elected president of the United States, damning evidence will continue to mount that his grifter son fully embraced the Washington tradition of shameless influence peddling in the name of the father. If nothing else, Hunter Biden is a monument to greed. An ellipse should be erected in his honor. But the unresolved, trenchant questions are, how much did Joe Biden know? And to what extent was he involved in the illicit, if not illegal, schemes? Joe will never answer those questions. You can take that to his bank. Attorney. Fox News legal analyst and two-time New York Times best-selling author. This is the brief with Greg Jarrett. Hello, everyone. I'm Greg Jarrett, and welcome to the brief. There's a great movie from 1987 starring Kevin Costner and Gene Hackman called No Way Out. It's a political thriller. It takes place in Washington. True to life in Washington, D.C., it's all about lies, corruption, espionage, sex, infidelity, and, of course, greed. The film was incredibly popular because, well, it was a completely plausible depiction of what truly goes on in our nation's capital. And that, of course, is sad. But I digress. In the movie, the protagonist gets caught up in all the deception and betrayal. In the end, there's no way out, except to keep up the pretense of brazen lies. Now, it's very easy to draw a parallel to the situation Joe Biden now finds himself in. Thanks to the extraordinary greed of his own son, Hunter Biden, not to mention dad's own utter lack of scruples, there's no way out for Joe Biden. He must continue to deny, 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 because apparently coming clean and telling the truth is not on his table of options, nor within his character. And so Biden the elder is hoping that he can simply limp across the electoral finish line by refusing to respond to those salient questions about corruption. He'll continue to denounce all of the incriminating evidence as malarkey and a bunch of garbage. He meticulously followed that script during the last presidential debate. Those were his exact words. He committed it to memory, such as it is, he deserves, I suppose, some credit for at least following directions. With a lead in the polls, Joe Biden will now surely retreat to a phalanx of implausible denials, trying desperately to run out the clock until November 3rd, even as the growing scandal threatens to engulf him. And why not? Time is on Joe Biden's side. The disturbing revelations that can only be described as rank corruption have come way too late in the game. Roughly 50 million Americans already cast their ballots, and they did so without the benefit of knowing that the man they may want in the White House has not been telling the truth about his con artist of a son and the millions of dollars that son has pocketed by leveraging dear old dad's public office. 
Most of the worthless people in the mainstream media are protecting Joe Biden. They're treating the story like the plague, ironic during a pandemic. They don't seem to care that documents and now a key witness identify Joe Biden as the big guy who stands to get really rich from a proposed Chinese deal by exerting his influence. Almost no one in the pathetic press will bring it up. So President Trump did in the presidential debate. I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe, and your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10 percent to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But you're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10 percent to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? It's terrible. Before the debate, one of Hunter Biden's business partners blew the whistle. You'll find his name prominently mentioned in the collection of emails and other documents discovered on Hunter's laptop. His name is Tony Bobulinski. He confirmed that Father Biden was supposed to get an enormous equity split from a Chinese scheme that would benefit, quote, the big guy. Biden said that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. I have also heard that Vice President Biden said on Tuesday that Senator Ron Johnson, the chair of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, should be ashamed for suggesting that Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, here are the facts I know, and everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails, WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents, and other evidence. On May 2nd, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken Conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, and at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe that night, we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. Joe Biden is not only counting on his pals in the media to block for him as he limps toward the goal line, but he's also banking on people like Representative Adam Schiff to disseminate blatantly false information to cover up Biden's tracks. Schiff, of course, is a veteran all-star when it comes to deceit. He spent three long years claiming he had irrefutable proof, hard evidence of Trump-Russia collusion when he did not. His countless prevarications constitute an encyclopedia of lies. Adam Schiff's latest canard is that Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. Well, we know that this whole uh, smear on Joe Biden uh, comes from the Kremlin. Uh, that's been clear for well over a year now that they've been pushing this uh, false narrative about the vice president and his son. Uh, and, you know, the idea that the president, um, that the White House counsel and others were made aware that Giuliani was being used by Russian intelligence uh, and using Russian intelligence in the sense of meeting with an agent of the Kremlin and pushing out this Kremlin false narrative, the idea that they were knowing uh, and still on the floor of the Senate during the impeachment trial, uh, pushing this Kremlin narrative is pretty breathtaking. But I guess at this point, we can't be shocked by anything this administration does, no matter how craven. 
but clearly, the origins of this whole uh, smear uh, are from the Kremlin, and the president is only too happy to have Kremlin help in, in trying to amplify it. Now, as you may have guessed, Adam Schiff is just making that up. He has no evidence. He has no proof. He, he hasn't even been briefed on the subject. Indeed, Schiff's lie was quickly and easily debunked by both the FBI and the Director of National Intelligence, not to mention the sources on the email exchanges found on the now infamous laptop. Yet Joe Biden still tried to peddle the old disinformation fable during the presidential debate. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Wow, that really sounds impressive. Fifty former intelligence officials. But wait, wait, wait a minute. They're all former, which means they don't know a damn thing. Oh, and guess who heads up the list of 50? Yep, John Brennan and James Clapper, two of the biggest Russian hoaxers of all time. They're the ones who tried to frame Donald Trump with the phony collusion accusations beginning in 2016. So this is just more proof that, in truth, there's not much intelligence in the intelligence community. But Biden had to say something about his son's incriminating laptop during the presidential debate. So he borrowed Adam Schiff's unconscionable lie and the idiocy of 50 former intel officials. How many uninformed voters actually accepted that thin gruel on Thursday night? Too many, I imagine. And Joe Biden was counting on that, literally. It's those damn Russians, voters may have muttered to themselves as they vowed to check the box for the Democratic nominee. They're hiding under every bed, don't you know? But Biden's big whopper is his demonstrably false claim that he knew nothing at all about his son's notorious business deals. Evidence to the contrary is overwhelming and compelling. Yet it's as if the presidential nominee really wants voters to accept the invidious nickname that he's Clueless Joe. A more accurate description is Slippery Joe. He has elevated evasions to artistry. Consider the statements by Hunter Biden's business partner, Bobolinsky, who, as I mentioned, belatedly stepped forward to provide text messages and emails that corroborate Joe Biden's complicity in his son's nefarious enterprises. Bobolinsky put to rest the question of whether Hunter Biden's laptop is the genuine article. But of course, we knew that anyway, since Neither Joe nor Hunter Biden had refuted it. They haven't even denied the smoking gun emails either. That's how you know that the incriminating contents are the real deal. If it were otherwise, both Bidens would be howling at the moon with denials. They are not. Here's Congressman Jim Jordan. They're as real as real can be. We have the eyewitness, Mr. Bobolinsky, who said these are authentic. These are real. The big guy in one of these emails does, in fact, mean Joe Biden. And he, he himself had spoke to former Vice President Biden. So th this is as real as it gets. And here's the fundamental question. 
Why won't Joe Biden say they're not real? <laughs> if they're not accurate, if these aren't accurate emails, why won't the Biden say so? And why? And, and frankly, why won't the press ask him that fundamental question, that basic question? Mr. Biden, are these actually accurate? Is this to Hunter Biden's laptop? And in fact, are you the big guy? They won't ask him that question. But the American people know those facts are true. But what of the emails themselves? As Jordan explained, their authenticity was verified by Bobolinsky. They show that a mysterious venture by the name of CEFC China Energy sought to purchase American influence through a series of secretive deals that were contingent on Joe Biden, but secretly negotiated by his brother and son. According to Bobolinsky, Joe Biden was actively involved and attended at least one meeting in which the lucrative deal was discussed. Millions of dollars would flow to the Bidens. Naturally, the Bidens were very cautious about this. Joe Biden was never listed on any documents, at least by his full name. One text message says, don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face to face. I know you know that, but they are paranoid. This helps us to explain the paltry paper trail. Until, of course, Hunter's laptop was foolishly dropped off at a repair shop in Delaware and then subsequently abandoned. That's when the FBI gained access to its contents, but assiduously buried the evidence for a full year. How in the world did that happen? FBI Director Christopher Wray saw to that. It was the quintessential cover-up. Yet another reason why Chris Ray must be sacked. Here's Mark Meadows, White House Chief of Staff. Obviously, I don't get into personnel uh, decisions on national TV. We're evaluating all our personnel. I can tell you it is troubling when when you're fighting against the swamp and the swamp continues to fight back with uh, with a lack of transparency. That's very troubling. There will be accountability. This president is going to make sure that he holds his administration uh, very accountable so that they're transparent with the American people. All right. So what does that mean in Washington speak? Well, it means that Christopher Ray is toast. Start packing up your boxes and spiffing up your resume. Of course, full accountability will only happen if Donald Trump is reelected. If Biden wins, many of the corrupt acts will be swept under the rug and people will have gotten away with it. It is therefore a story that should matter to voters, as Meadows argued. It's very important because what we see is what most Americans hate about Washington, D.C. A politician gets elected and they go out and enrich themselves and their family. And there's no denying that that happened here. When we start to see the evidence, whether it comes out in the next nine days or the next nine months, Joe Biden will be at the very center of this. He will be uh, a, a guilty player in all of this. And when you start to look at, the, at the, the mounting evidence, whether it is with money laundering or whether it is with uh, a number of witnesses that are now coming forward, uh, Joe's story just doesn't hold up. It's just like his fracking uh, comment where he flip-flopped on that. We'll see that there's another fracking that uh, takes place, and that's with Joe Biden's alibi in terms of his denial of corruption here. Did the Chinese scam ever come to fruition? Well, yes and no. 
The energy company eventually went bankrupt, but not before wiring $5 million to a shell company owned by, wait for it, Hunter Biden. Nearly all of that money was then transferred to Hunter Biden's law firm. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's brother, James, also accessed a $100,000 line of credit courtesy of the Chinese company. Records of this were uncovered by a Senate committee. It's an absolute fact. Some of the transactions were flagged by our own government as suspicious activity. (laughs) No kidding. Yet in the face of this incontrovertible evidence, here is what Joe Biden told Americans during the debate. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. I have not had the only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. What Joe Biden said was completely untrue. Documents and a Senate report with documents show that it is untrue. By the way, Joe, if you've never spoken to your son about his business dealings, then how do you know he's never made money from China? I guess you didn't really think that one through, did you, Joe? But there's more to this story. Tens of millions of more dollars were supposed to be gift-wrapped to the Bidens, but the Chinese company went bankrupt. But that's not the point. The evidence suggests that Joe Biden may have been willing to leverage his name, his reputation, and the prospect of high public office to profit financially from an adversary of the United States, a a communist country that is guilty of gross human rights violations, mass repression, and unspeakable acts of genocide. In one insanely stupid email, Hunter Biden brags that he's, quote, the only one putting an entire family legacy on the line, end of quote. Influence peddling, you may ask? Well, another email from one of Hunter's business partners answers that very question. Quote, I know why CESC chairman wants the deal and what makes it enormous. It's the family name. In defense of himself, Joe Biden told Americans during the presidential debate that he's never received a penny from the Chinese. Well, that may be true in a sense, but it was not for want of trying. It was a skillful deflection. Robbing a bank is no less a crime because the robbery failed. The same is true of our anti-corruption statutes. Failing to succeed does not immunize you from criminal culpability. It's not just one witness, though, who's come forward. There's another of Hunter Biden's business partners who's now decided to tell the truth and expose the Biden family schemes. His name is Bevan Cooney. He went to prison for a fraud scam involving bonds. Cooney handed over his files to investigative journalist Peter Schweitzer, a veritable treasure trove of damning documents. Here's what Schweitzer learned from the Cooney files. These emails offer a glimpse, Maria, into how the business partners saw Hunter Biden's role. 
They talk candidly about the fact that he doesn't bring any money to the table. He doesn't bring any expertise to the table. What he brings to the table is the fact that his father is vice president of the United States. He can get a meetings. He can help them with regulatory matters. They de- describe his um, his uh, name as a form of currency. They say that there's a Biden lift, particularly for overseas deals that need to be done. Uh, and they describe him as their, quote, direct avenue uh, to the Obama-Biden administration. So what kind of deals could Joe Biden get done? Well, here's one. Helping the Chinese buy their way into advanced U.S. technology by corrupting the regulatory approval process. In other words, selling out the U.S. in technology transfers to our foremost adversary, an adversary that is already guilty of massive intellectual property theft. Thanks to the Obama-Biden administration, the Chinese were eating our lunch. And that's the Joe Biden legacy. If he's elected president now, that corrupt legacy may only grow. Was the Biden family, not Gambino, mind you, engaging in something that might violate the Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act, otherwise known as RICO? Perhaps. It sure seems like it. It is absolutely something that the FBI and Department of Justice must investigate. And there are other relevant felony statutes that may have been traduced by the Biden clan. But the more serious act of wrongdoing actually involves Joe Biden's confessed threat to withhold a billion dollars in U.S. taxpayer money unless a Ukrainian prosecutor was fired. That prosecutor just happened to be investigating corruption at the natural gas company called Burisma that was paying Hunter Biden an astounding $85,000 per month to do nothing except trade on his father's power and influence. There is evidence that Joe Biden personally met with a top executive of Burisma before his successful extortion bribery threat. I recounted those ruinous facts in previous columns and a podcast. But the tragedy in all of this is that the liberally dominated mainstream media will largely ignore the incriminating evidence against Joe and Hunter Biden. Facebook and Twitter will continue to censor the truth and block stories in a desperate effort to protect Joe Biden in his bid to become the most powerful person on earth. Here's investigative journalist Peter Schweitzer. You know, the bottom line is that the Bidens have been protected. Uh, this sort of behavior were it happening in the private sector. You'd have all kinds of problems with the SEC on other matters. Uh, and yet the Bidens have gotten a pass. Uh, but I think it's starting to change. You see the collapse or the erosion of their position. They started by saying there were no deals. It was a conspiracy theory. Then they switched to, well, Hunter was a minor player. Then they switched to, well, Joe didn't know about any of the deals. And And now they're left with, well, Joe himself personally didn't get any money. Uh, That's an erosion of the story over two years. I think it's going to erode even more over the next six months. Oh, it will erode as facts continue to emerge. There's no way out for Joe Biden on that. But if he wins the presidency, voters may eventually suffer an acute case of buyer's remorse. They may come to realize that they were snookered into electing a corrupt and unprincipled politician 
who has been wrong about virtually everything in his ignoble career. It's a familiar story in Washington, D.C. A politician all too willing to sacrifice integrity for power and the greed that comes with that power. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening.